sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 119 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. We once again have a musician claiming he's top trumpet, or at least his recording label is saying that. I can see why my dad liked this album. This is a high-flying trumpet player surrounded by more than just a five or six other musicians he's used to being around. So, Get ready to hear a wildly successful and talented trumpet player with volume 119, World's Greatest Horn. Thank you. 
with Stompin' at the Savoy. That was written by Edgar Sampson in 1933 while he was the alto saxophonist with Rex Stewart's orchestra at the Empire Ballroom, and the song was named for the Savoy Ballroom in New York City. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, since April is Jazz Appreciation Month, I wanted to pull out some of my dad's favorite jazz musicians. He had four albums from Hertz, so I think this qualifies. I had been a fan of Hertz since I would listen to my dad's 45 RPM singles of him. I think I still have copies of Fancy Pants and Alley Cat. And I really like the recording we are listening to. Because just when you think the song is going to be done softly, off it goes into the stratosphere. At least several of the tunes I picked for the episode do. So... Here's a song I've played frequently on this show, but never a version like this. His trumpet just comes in from nowhere to take over that song. Begin the Begin, written by Cole Porter, who composed the song between Kalabahi, Indonesia, and Fiji during a 1935 Pacific cruise aboard the Cunard ocean liner Franconia. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. 
Al Hurt, the greatest horn in the world, on the RCA Victor label, number LSP2366. It's the Living Stereo Series. It's a vinyl LP stereo format, released in 1961, and its genre is jazz. Now, we will hear six of the 12 songs on this album. I had a really tough time deciding on just the usual six tunes for this episode. So if you have a chance, listen to all of the music from this record. You won't be disappointed. Hurt was backed by Henri René and his orchestra, and you'll understand why that was odd as I get to the liner notes, which are really extensive, so I will just get to the pertinent parts. For years, jazz trumpet connoisseurs have returned from New Orleans with glowing reports about Al Hurt, most of them finishing their enthusiastic accounts with the wish to hear the Hurt trumpets surrounded by a big swinging band instead of the more traditional small groups, which he normally leads, and to hear Hurt burst wildly out of a full brass section. RCA Victor decided to play Wish Granter, and for the first time on records, Hurt is surrounded here by the depth of instrumentation that his own mammoth sound demands. Actually, Henri René furnished two different settings for this record. On side two, René surrounds Al with 30 musicians, including 12 strings, four trombones, one baritone sax, and seven rhythm. This last a section which includes a harp as well as two guitarists and two drummers. Side one is devoted to a more conventional 20-piece big band, which includes four trumpets, four trombones, five saxophones, and the same kind of seven-man rhythm section. What results is a rugged test of your sound system, but it is considerably more than that musically. For Hurt, who is billed as the king, is a trumpeter of fantastic proportions, starting with a six and a half feet and 299 pound frame. The fact of the matter, the fact of this record, is that Al Hurt can no longer be the exclusive property of trumpet connoisseurs in or out of New Orleans. And for those who wished for a record like this, there are no more wishes needed unless they be for more of the same. Pick a secure chair where you'll listen to this music. Al Hurt is calculated to drive you off your rocker. Now, that was written by Bill Cross, former editor of Metronome magazine. And when he wrote this, he was a freelance writer on jazz and modern music. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $5.95 for the highest, $1.65 for the lowest, for a $3.17 average and a $2.30 median. It was last sold on August 20th. 2021 for $1.80. eBay had them from $2 to $10, and I found them on Amazon from $3 to $6, bucks, although one of the search results said some, someone was asking for $131. Now, my dad's record is in pretty good condition. Not much hiss between the tracks. There is some crackling going on, uh, but it's not a whole lot. You can tell this record has been played, but not nearly as much as some of the other records in his collection. The cover is in really good condition, just the normal markings of it being in a stack somewhere for a long time. And according to several reviews on Amazon, this seems to have been an underrated record. So, I'll value my dad's vinyl at $3, or maybe five. One? Yeah, I never know what to do with this. Uh, like this next song.
Undecided, written by Charlie Shavers and published in 1938. Okay, let's continue with more information on the life of this trumpet player. Alois Maxwell Alhurt, born November 7, 1922, was an American trumpeter and band leader. Now, we covered much of his early professional life in episode 48 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. In 1950, Hurt returned to New Orleans to stay close to his wife and eight kids. Hurt's virtuoso dexterity and fine tone on his instrument soon attracted the attention of major record labels, and he signed with RCA Victor. Hurt posted 22 albums on the Billboard charts in the 1950s and 60s. The albums Honey in the Horn and Cotton Candy were both in the top 10 bestsellers for 1964, the same year Hurt scored a hit single with his cover of Alan Toussaint's tune Java, which hit number four on Billboard, and later won a Grammy Award for the same recording. Both Honey in the Horn and Java sold over one million copies and were awarded gold discs. Hertz's top 40 charted hit Sugar Lips in 1964 would be later used as the theme song for the NBC daytime game show I Guess, hosted by Bill Cullen and originally airing from January 1966 to September 1969. Hurt was chosen to record the frenetic theme for the 1960s TV show The Green Hornet by famed arranger and composer Billy May. Based on Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov's Flight of the Bumblebee, it showcased Hurt's technical prowess. In 2003, the recording again gained public attention when it was featured in the film Kill Bill. From the mid-1950s to early 1960s, Hurt and his band played nightly at Dan's Pier 600 at the corner of St. Louis and Bourbon Street. The club was owned by his business manager, Dan Levy Sr. Hurt opened his own club on Bourbon Street in the French Quarter, which he owned from 1962 to 1983. He also became a minority owner in the NFL expansion New Orleans Saints in 1967. In 1965, Hurt hosted the hour-long television variety series Fanfare, which aired Saturday nights on CBS as the summer replacement for Jackie Gleason and the American Scene magazine. Hurt starred along with marching bands from the University of Arizona and Grambling State University at the first Super Bowl halftime in 1967. He came back to perform at Super Bowls 4, 6, and 12. On February 8, 1970, while performing in a Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans, Hurt was injured while riding on a float. It was widely reported that he was struck in the mouth by a thrown brick or a piece of concrete and required 12 stitches to the underside of his upper lip. Factual documentation of the details of the incident is sparse, consisting primarily of claims made by Hurt after the incident, although police reported that the 1970 Mardi Gras was one of the worst for trouble, with hundreds arrested for drunkenness and violence. Whatever the actual cause of the injuries, Hurt underwent surgery and made a return to the club scene. This incident was parodied in a Saturday Night Live skit from their second season, Mardi Gras Special, the Let's Hit Al Hurt in the Mouth with a Brick contest. <laughs> Leave it to that crew. In 1987, Hurt played a solo rendition of Ave Maria for Pope John Paul II's visit to New Orleans. He is also referred to in the 1987 film Good Morning Vietnam in a broadcast made by Lieutenant Hawk, played by Bruno Kirby. Hurt died of liver failure at the age of 76 on April 27, 1999, after having spent the previous year in a wheelchair due to edema in his leg. 
now a song that was an instrumental, but now has lyrics, except we won't hear any sung in this recording. What's new? And I'll tell you who wrote that in a moment. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the song you just heard. What's New is a 1939 popular song composed by Bob Haggart with lyrics by Johnny Burke. Now, I haven't mentioned any of the lyricists for songs in this episode since they're all instrumentals. However, this is where it gets interesting. What's New was originally an instrumental tune titled I'm Free by Haggart in 1938 when Haggart was a member of Bob Crosby and his orchestra. The tune was written with a trumpet solo meant to showcase the talents of bandmate Billy Butterfield. Crosby's orchestra recorded I'm Free the same day it was written. The following year, the music publishers hired Johnny Burke to write lyrics for the tune 
Burke's telling of the torch song is unique, using one side of a casual conversation between former lovers. Thus, the song was retitled using the song's first line, What's New? The song was recorded with the new title in 1939 by Bob Crosby and his orchestra with vocalist Teddy Grace. That song reached a peak chart position of number 10. Bing Crosby recorded the song on June 30th, 1939 with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, and this was the biggest hit recording of the song, peaking at number two during a 10-week stay on the charts. Other popular 1939 recordings of What's New include Hal Kemp and his orchestra with vocalist Nan Wynn, which peaked at number 11, and Benny Goodman and his orchestra with vocalist Louise Tobin, which peaked at number seven. So we just heard a song that was recorded as an instrumental with the same name as the vocal version, even though it originally was recorded under a different name as an instrumental. Well, I thought it was interesting anyways. (laughs) And now, I think this is a great version of one of my favorite standards.
It's Stella by Starlight, written by Victor Young, that was drawn from thematic material composed for the main title and soundtrack of the 1944 Paramount Pictures film, The Uninvited, appearing in the film's underscore as well as in source music as an instrumental theme without lyrics. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I wish I would have discovered this album a lot earlier in my life. This is some great trumpet playing, so maybe, just maybe, the album title is correct. And even though the record doesn't look too worn, that doesn't mean my dad didn't play it. It did come out the year before I was born. Al took these tunes and made them completely his own, with both the big band and the orchestra. He surely showed his virtuosity and his versatility, and I think it made a great choice as we celebrate Jazz Appreciation Month. And Al definitely takes an interesting, playful approach to this next song, written by a Broadway musical icon. composed by Cole Porter, and was included in his first Broadway musical, Paris, in 1928. And there you have selections from Al Hurt with a group of musicians much larger than he was used to performing with. (laughs) 
So thanks for tuning in to Volume 119, World's Greatest Horn, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 120, Duke, a jazz classic part two. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. <laughs>